What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. I'm Kyle Corbus. Today's an exciting day. It's been it's been a few weeks since I've uh, sat in front of my mic and gotten a chance to record one. I mean, obviously, I put them out every week, but it's been a few weeks since I've gotten a chance to actually record one, and I'm really excited to kind of uh, dive into this guest here. We, we've, we've been going back and forth for a few weeks, probably more than that, honestly, probably a couple of months at this point, and we've been uh, trying to figure out each other's schedules and uh, you know, if you do stuff like this, you know how that goes. Everyone's going every which way. But I'm really excited to welcome in Alex Key to the show today. Dude, Alex, thanks for coming to hang out with me, man. I'm excited to get to know you a little bit, talk about your music. You rock, uh, country as it comes, and uh, I'm super stoked to talk to you. So thanks for coming to hang with me. Man, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm tickled to be here, and I look forward to getting to know you as well. I love it. I love it. You know, it's funny you say that. I, I, I've been uh, – this, this is really weird because because you just said like you're you're tickled to be here and I had someone say that today and I don't know if I've ever heard that on the same exact <laughs> day like like someone was like yeah I'm real tickled to be here and I was like okay cool like I've heard it before it's the second time that's been happening the same day it's crazy that's like, it's just not a saying I use that often so I don't sure. know. Just, Around here, man, that's that's just like you know, if you're happy, you're you're tickled to be just tickled to be above the ground. You know? I'm gonna start using it. I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, I'm gonna start using it. But dude, thanks for coming to ask me. Like like I said, so you're you're from you're from North Carolina. Uh, I'm from New Jersey. We we're just kind of talking about the weather here a little bit. Al Roker, if you're listening from today's show, we're basically meteorologists. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but don't take our word for it because you know it might get really hot here. So so we'll we'll leave that for another day. But why don't you uh, kind of break down a little bit about who you are, really quick, for anyone who 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 may know you or who may not know you, and this is the first time they're hearing about you, and they they kind of want to hear a new artist here. So I like to say, give the short Spark Notes version of kind of who you are and 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 why you are where you are. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, uh, like you said, my name is Alex Key, and uh, I do uh, traditional, you know, neo-traditional country music. I like to, uh, you know, do the 90s style, um, early 2000s as well. You know, and that's just, that, to me, that's country music. You know, it's, and I'm not saying I don't have anything against, you know, modern country and, and pop country. I think it's got its place, just like everything does. That's just, it's what I enjoy doing. And I think there's, um I think there's a need for it right now. I think it's it's not as well represented uh, as as a lot of other mm-hmm. um, versions of country music are right now. I think we got a lot of rock, a lot of pop country going on, and I just I want to be a, a a vessel for for classic country and fans of that. And uh, I kind of I've been doing it for um, let's see, 2023. I don't really consider COVID a year because it shut us down for a long time. So you know, professionally, I've been doing it about you know four years. And, um, I, uh, but really, honestly, I didn't get started as far as my music, uh, being successful, I guess you would say until, um, well, really the end of 2021. Um, so it's, it's been, you know, a fairly short amount of time, uh, you know, TikTok has, has been, um, very valuable, uh, for me as, as well as many other people. And, you know, I started posting on TikTok and making, you know, uh, kind, kind of silly videos i guess you'd sure. say you know when dude pulls up the studio and stuff like that and i kind of kind of got to be uh known for that and you know but it's it's really worked well for my music um and you know it's entertaining but it's also you know it correlates directly back to the music and it kind of you know for our our generation and even younger especially you know like we're we're constantly swiping and stuff yeah. so it's, 
if I just go post a video of my new song, I'm like, you know, go check out my new song. Like, nobody's going to do that. They're not going to go check it out. So, you know, I have to get clever and think about, you know, how to, how to make people stop and watch it and stuff. And so, you know, like I said, in, in late 2021, I started doing that. And um, it's just really, um, it's been, it, it's been a blessing, man. We've just, we've seen exponential growth and so many people know the name now and it's just, um, it's crazy. And and so that's, you know, that's kind of the spark notes version of, of who I am and, yeah. And how I've got to to having uh, some people listening to my music. Yeah, I think it's awesome because I think you know, like we always say, like social media is such an important tool, especially with people in our generation. Because, like you said, we're always swiping, and um, you know, if you can get catch someone listening, that's important um, because you know, then it'll lead to other things and so on. So, one thing that you said that's really important that I love that you said was that um, you know you play neo traditional country music. We're gonna get into that in a second, but. Um, what I liked is that you said you play neo-traditional country music um, and you think that there, that needs to be represented and that there's a place for the other stuff, but this also needs to be represented because without this, there's probably not this. I say that all the time, pretty much every week that comes up in conversation um, because, you know, I think at one point I didn't believe that. I think at one point I said, this is what I like. Sure. I can do without this. But then sure. you, you broaden your horizons, you listen more yeah. and you realize, you know what? Like, there is a lot of talent here. There's a ton of talent here, but there's oh, also yeah. a hell of a lot of talent here. So you can't have one pool without having the other pool. Um, and uh, I think it's really important that, that you view it that way because, you know, without that, there's a lot of roadblocks, right? Um, and I think that's really important that you say it that way. I do. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, I've I've been inspired a lot of times in writing my, you know, more traditional music by listening to people like Luke Holmes yeah. and Morgan Wallen and stuff like that. You know, because I, I, my, my philosophy is I try and take, you know, we already had the 90s. We already had the 2000s, you know, so I, I don't think I need to do it exactly like they did it because there's there's no fill in those shoes, you right. know, so to speak. Um, so I, I listen to some of these modern guys and I, I listen. I write my own songs. I write all my own stuff. And uh, I try and adapt, you know, my songwriting in a more modern form, you know, in, in phrasing and things like that built in with the classical you know instruments such as pedal steel and fiddle and stuff like that and because you know it's it's just the way it is like our ears over over time you know we had we adapt to listening to more modern sounding music and ways of singing and stuff and you know if you want this young this younger generation to embrace classic country you have to you know you have to give them a little bit of sure. the the modern and so I think it's um, I think just listening to the older stuff uh, definitely um, it definitely makes it much harder to relate to this young generation that may not know they like the old stuff. You know, you've got a lot of people now that are 18 years old that unless their parents just raised them on George Strait and George Jones and Alan Jackson, people like that. They may never have heard of them yeah. or, you know, they may have heard of them, but may not listen to them, may not be familiar with their music. So they don't know what a pedal steel sounds like unless they hear it in the background of, you know, a Morgan Wallen song or something. You know, they're, they're not used to hearing that wailing steel guitar solo and stuff. So they just don't know they like it yet. You yeah. know, my mom, my mom said something to someone the other day, you know, it's like they, they don't necessarily know they like it until you give it to them. Right. And uh, so, so and that's kind of where we're at. It's like, you know, I'm I'm. I'm wanting to give them this classic sound that they, I think they truly love from what I've seen, you know, they, they love and, and, uh, but I'm also trying to give them 
you know, more modern songwriting and, you know, stuff like that, just to, to kind of bridge the gap. You've got, a, you've got older people that love hearing the classic country. You've got this new generation that's like, man, I've never really heard this. I love it. And then you've got the people that are in the middle that go between. And so it's, it's definitely, um, it's bridging the gap. And it's a blessing to be able to do that because, uh, you know, you, when you go to a show, you know, you'll see people that are 15, 16 in the audience. And then you'll see people that are 85 in the audience. Right. And everywhere in between and to me that's that's what i've always wanted to do like i, sure. I don't want just this one group over here i want everybody man like, right. like it's a party yeah i love it so do you do you think because this is to, to kind of i guess flip it a little bit is that you're right like there are so many people out there that don't know they love this right um but on the contrary and i see that a lot i see this a lot up here um obviously regionally it's it's not as popular and and things of that nature but i always get like the no, I don't really like country music, but I kind of like this. And I think I've talked about this a few weeks ago um, where I was like, someone was like, yeah, I don't like country music, but I really like Johnny Cash. And then I was like, okay, then you do like country music. Like it's, exactly. it is, it is cut and dry. Yeah. You may not like absolutely be obsessed with it like me, but you like it. Right. So um, what I like is that there are people um, regionally who are like, Hey, yeah, I might not like Morgan Wallen. I might not like Luke Combs, but I actually really love George Jones or I really love Johnny Cash or I really love Dolly Parton, right? Like like Ooh. there are so many people like that, which I think is really cool because this is stuff like I blast on my speakers, right? Like when whenever I get the chance and yeah. you know, it's not always popular, but you have to open people's eyes to that kind of stuff, which is why I think it's really cool what you're doing because you're taking like this, this modern aspect of, of country music in the writing and taking the uh, traditional um, aspect of the instruments um, and you're blending it together. And I think that kind of lends you a great hand when it comes to, you know, people in the Northern Eastern area of the country that might not be obsessed with the Morgan Wallens of the world, but they might like the Alex Keys of the world. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, you know, like I say, it's just, um, it's a, uh, I don't want to say it's an algorithm, but it, it, it kind of has to be to a degree, because if, if you do music that's too old, you know, people all the time, like, you know, you'll get guys once in a while on there, like, well, you know, I love that you're doing the nineties, but how about you bring back some sixties? So, you know, that's no not, one's ever going to you know, be happy, dude. <laughs> no, no one's ever going to be happy. So it's like, you know, for me, I grew up, you know, my mom raised me on George Strait, Alan Jackson, people like that. And that's just like, that's just what I love doing. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes me happy. You know, when I, when I'm sitting down writing a song, like it just, that's just how it comes out. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to take this angle because I'm trying to sell it or, you know, I, I'm, that's just what I do, man. You know, yeah. it's, it's where I feel comfortable. It's when I'm on stage, it's what I feel happy playing. And, uh, you know, I just, I truly believe in, you know, keeping that, that nineties, you know, vibe and two thousands vibe alive. And, uh, you know, I think it's, um, like you say, there's so many people in Texas right now, you know, Texas is my biggest listening base in the world. Um, and I think, you know, it just kind of lends itself to that, you know, that, that area anyway, because, you know, Texas country and, and, you know, nineties country, two thousands is very much all the same. It's one of the same. And, um, you know, so I, I, I think it's a good thing we've got going. Um, I love looking at the analytics, you know, on Spotify and Apple and stuff, because the age group is just so, you know, there's so many young people like it's 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 18 to 24, uh, you know, is my biggest, um, obviously, with socials and stuff. But then you've got people, you know, 24 to 60 on there. And like, I, honest to goodness, like, 
I don't know how many people can say they've got, you know, 60 year old people listening to them on Spotify. You know, that's, yeah. To me, that's, that's really cool. And it, it makes me happy to see. And it shows me that, um, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm doing it right. I love it. I love it. You know, what's funny is that, is that um, I recently uh, got the chance to see Cody Johnson a couple weeks back um, in Connecticut, and he's never even come close, which is why when I saw he was coming here, I, I had to oh, drop yeah. the whatever it was hour and a half to get there. But um, the one thing that I, thought was probably the coolest thing ever was the fact that i mean it was a small arena i would say that if it's six six thousand maybe seven max right wow so small arena but there was these all these people in this in this one place not a single empty seat in the house but the coolest thing was that all these people loved this one common thing. Everyone was really passionate about this one thing. Cause you go to concerts, right? You go to concerts all the time. And, and I know we keep using this example, but let's just use Morgan Wallen as an example, right? Like I would go see a Morgan Wallen show. You'd probably go see a Morgan Wallen show. Yeah, sure. There's so many people that would go see Morgan Wallen's concerts. Yeah. But not everyone is a diehard Morgan Wallen fan. No. Probably a good chunk of them just kind of like some songs here and there. Yeah. Right? They like sand in my boots, you know. And they like they like having a good time and drinking with their friends in the parking lot. You know what I mean? Sure. Absolutely. When you go to this, or at least this is how I felt, and we can fact check this with some people if we want, but at least when I went to Cody Johnson, it seemed like everyone was incredibly passionate about the music. Everyone had their hands in the air. Everyone was singing. Everyone was dancing. Like everyone was just into it and that was probably the coolest thing you know i think that comes from just you know cody you know he he played texas cody had a massive career before, like he, ever left, yeah, yeah. before he ever left texas i've been listening anybody, for 10 years alex <laughs> absolutely before anybody for well i won't say anybody i mean but before the majority the masses yeah. i call it knew who cody was sure he was making a great he had he was running two buses he's running three tractors and trailers he said the only reason he even signed with warner was because he was tired of doing it all itself yeah. he didn't need to to sign a record deal and um but you know that i think i think what you're describing you know when you're saying how you know like you say you've got some people that go see luke combs because they love hurricane or beer never broke my heart or morgan wallen because they love sand in my boots or last night or you know but but can they really sit there and sing along to every single song? You know, when he moves on to this next song, it's like, hey, guys, this is, uh, you know, this is going to be my next single. Right. Um, are they going to know it already? Or like, could they go sing? Could they go to a Luke Combs show and sing like She Ain't Ready from like 2015? No, or whatever. absolutely not. not right? Or The Way She Rides. I mean, no. They, oh, great they song. <laughs> it's a great song, but they couldn't. And that's the thing. And I think that's where, where Cody Johnson's doing so well. And, and I, I truly believe in, in building things organically. And I think that's why, you know, you saw what you saw at the Cody Johnson concert is because he has been doing it for so long and his fans are, they've always been there. And I think they're just now ecstatic to see him where he's at. No, that's true. And so they're, they're, they're very passionate about him. Whereas most people and nothing, like I said, nothing against him, but most people know Morgan Wallen from hearing the songs on the radio. Cody has been this, this, it's kind of like, we were talking about this uh, the other day, you know, you've got George Strait. George Strait has got more number one hits than anybody in the world. Sure. Do any of those number one hits have more strings than a Beyonce song? Probably not. No. But he's still got more number one hits than anybody in the world. 
and he's the king of country music. When you say George Strait, everybody knows who that is. So I don't I don't think everything is is as cut and dry as who's selling the most yeah. or who's got you know is you know Cody Johnson's not topping Morgan Wallen or Luke Combs on sales, but that doesn't mean that his fan base is less passionate. They're probably a lot more passionate yeah. than you know Luke Combs and Morgan Wallen, and I think that also comes back down to you know they're more mainstream country, you yeah. know. They're, they're, they're pop country, kind of, you know, Luke Combs lesser than Morgan, but, you know, Cody Johnson is this, he's also kind of a, a revivalist, you know, yeah. kind of like, you know, the, the traditional that I'm doing, um, you know, and he's just, he's bridging the gap, sure. you know, kind of like what I'm trying to do. He's bridging the gap for a lot of people. And I think people are, are ready for that. Yeah. Again, I agree. Nothing against pop country music. I think it's just that people are, they're kind of over hearing the same thing you know, yeah. every time they turn on the radio and I think Cody's kind of giving them a, a break from that. And so I, there's a lot of reasons to be vigilant over Cody Johnson. I, I, I got to see him live. Uh, me and my mom went to see him at the uh, Opry in Nashville. Um, I guess it was back in April of last year. Nice. And it was right after uh, T.U. Camp, you know, had, had hit number one on radio and uh, he was getting ready to release Human as uh, his next radio single. And man, he was just so good so yeah. good live you know so many people are just not great live and i mean that's okay like it, it's whatever but he's so good he sounds just like oh, he does on the album i mean it was a magical experience you know to sit there and listen to him and very uh the opry's very intimate anyway i don't know if you've ever been there or not but i mean it was it was amazing i'm, I'm a big cody johnson fan yeah me too i i listen i i, I couldn't agree more and i think you're right when it comes to uh, the bridging of the gap and and um you know i think it's just really good for the genre and i think that it really helps um, you know, get younger fans into stuff like that. And I think it's important for the longevity of the genre. So I, I agree with everything you're saying. Now, in terms of in, te in terms of Texas, right? Like you brought that up and you, and, and you brought up how you play in Texas and then how you can do pretty well if you play in Texas. And, and sure. you know, it's, 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 you can do well. Like you can make a living playing in Texas if you stayed oh, in yeah. Texas forever. Um, you know, what have you seen in terms of, you know, like you said, you haven't been doing this for all that long. In retro, in retrospect, if you look at the grand scheme of things, like, you, what is the 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 scene difference, right? Like, if you go play a a honky tonk in Texas, and then you go play a bar somewhere else, let's say North Carolina, or or you know wherever you play the more often, right? Yeah. What is the like? What is the crowd difference like? What does the feel like? Because I feel like people say this a lot, and I understand it, but it. Unless you like, if you're someone who's listening to this podcast for the first time, like you don't really get why Texas is so, um, besides the fact that, you know, Texas and Cowboys and country music and all those things kind of, you know, obviously relate, but I don't think people really understand why Texas is so drawn. Like, I think the music culture in Texas is by far tops pretty much anywhere else in the country, but that's just, well, I won't. I won't sit here and say uh, that I can answer that a hundred percent because here's, here's a fun fact. My number one, you know, if you go to my Spotify analytics and I'm, I'm big on that. Like, I think it's, I think it's great to look at who's listening, where they're listening, you know, whatever. And uh, you go to my analytics. My number one city is Dallas. That's my number one city. My second is Houston. Um, and, and then you've got San Antonio and places like that coming in Austin, stuff like that coming in later. And then, you know, like Charlotte, I'm in North Carolina, like I said, Charlotte is my fifth most listened. Um, so that's that's amazing to see. But what's really interesting 
I've never played in Texas. Wow. I've never played in Texas. Not one time. Uh, wow. I've been there when I was very young, but I've never played in Texas. And to have them be my number one listening base um, is pretty mind boggling. But I can tell you the reason I think they are as vigilant as they are is because number one culture, you know, we, we, we represent the culture we grow up around. I mean, that's just how it is. And I think, I think music has been so rooted in Texas for so long that it's, it's just what it is. It's just the area. It's just the the heart and the passion of Texas. And that's, uh, you know, like I said, I think that's what they're used to, you know, they on Friday night and Saturday night, whereas a lot of people our age, they go out to their, local bar, you know, people in Texas are going out to their dance hall. They're used to swing music. They're used to dancing, two-step, stuff like that. It's just what they've grown up around. They've grown up supporting live music. Their parents did it. You know, their parents were the ones supporting George Strait and Ace in the Hole when they were playing at Billy Bob's and stuff. Yeah. So it's it's just rooted more in their blood. And, you know, also it's, it's in, you know, places that surround Texas uh, as well. But it's um, I, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, to do with why Texas is so supportive of music. And then when they go back home around North Carolina, it's kind of weird, you know, in South Carolina and really anywhere outside of Texas. Um, you go play. Let's say you go play at a bar. If those people don't know who you are, they're probably not going to go look you up on Spotify afterwards. Like they just, you know, it's like you play the show. They might sing along when you do a Luke Combs cover. You play them one of your songs and they're like, ah, cool, you know, sound good. But they're probably not going to go back home and listen to it. Right. But people in Texas, man, they're so hungry for, you know, they've got the same iHeartRadios and, you know, Curtis Media Groups, Beasley Media Groups, whatever, yeah. that we do where we live, you know, North Carolina and then you in New Jersey. I mean, they're all owned by this same sanction of, of major media outlets right and uh, so they're listening to the radio and hearing the same thing we're hearing so if, if we're tired of hearing the same stuff all the time so are they the difference is they have been exposed to supporting music for so long that they are more vigilant about it and they're more ready to to support that artist and if they find an artist that they are like okay man this you know this alex key kid like he's he's got steel guitar in his songs he's got fiddle you know, he's doing classic country. I want to support him because I want to hear more of this. And, and they're just much more vigilant about it and supporting live music, supporting music in general, which I love to see. I mean, like right now we're building a Texas tour in the fall cool. uh, because, I mean, if you ever like have one of those days where you just literally have nothing else to do in your life, um, <laughs> hop, hop like on Facebook or TikTok and you'll just see the comments and comments like, man, uh, get to, you know, San Antonio, get to Uvalde, yep. like, uh, get to Dallas. It's just crazy, man. Like it's 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 literally forty to fifty comments a day that we get wanting us to come to Texas, yeah. and so we we've got to get down there um, because it truly is mind blowing to have this entire state. You know, it, it's because it's not just one area. It's not just right. Dallas or Houston. I mean, it's the entire state, and like I said, even surrounding uh, states that are are so vigilant over supporting this um, this neo traditional sound and and live music in general, which I think is fantastic. Me too. I think it's absolutely fantastic. There's nothing better than it, honestly. And I love that you're going to go down there and you're going to showcase that talent and, um, you know, like give them what they're, what they're, you know, wanting and, and absolutely. what they want to hear and what they want to see. And what, what I think is, is, is awesome is like, you know, what you just said in terms of, in terms of 
the way they absorb music is really cool, right? Because like I've been doing this for a few years, but I've been obsessed with country music for longer than a few years. And, um, you know, as I started um, evolving and growing who I'm listening to, uh, yeah. I heard a lot of comments from my friends and my family saying, we're not going to give you the aux cord. And I'm like, why not? And they're like, because like we like we open up your phone and we we look at who you have on your phone. It's like we don't even know half of them. And I'm like, but they're good. Right. And he's like, and they're all nine times out of ten. They're like, yeah, they're good. We don't know. them. I'm like, but that's the point is like you don't have to. Yeah. Once you open your your mind to the fact of. I don't care if this person has one song, three albums. If I'm the only one who doesn't know this individual, as long as they're good, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care otherwise, Perfect. right? Like, it doesn't matter. Um, and I think that that's the coolest thing. And yeah. that has been the coolest thing about this and about everything that I've tried to build is that, you know, I am all I care about is the driving of artists that I really believe in, right? Sure. Like, like it doesn't matter who you are as long as you're good. And I think you're good. Yeah. That's basically the number one qualification for me. Otherwise it doesn't make a difference. Um, I can care less about streaming numbers. I can care less about sales, whatever money you're making, where you're touring. It doesn't matter. Um, sure. I think that that's the beauty of Texas is that they also don't care. Like don't. All, all those people care about in these dance halls and these honky tonks and, and wherever they're else they're going is that yeah. if you can play and they like it, they're going to sit there and they're going to support you. They're probably going to listen to you outside of that building. So um, I think that's really beneficial and, and I love that. And I, I think that grows the music and drives the music and it's a huge roadway to the success of a lot of people. Um, so I think that's really important. I know we've been talking about the fact that, that you um, kind of started in 2019 and, and, and 2020 was kind of that, that, that big start for you to, to, to really focus on this stuff heavy in 2021, you put out bar stools and saddles in 2022, you put out neon signs and stained glass. Um, the one thing I love about both of these records and, and I've, I've been saying this is, is that there's so much growth between the two of them, right? Like, like there's, you see one, you listen to one project, right? Like you, you listen to bar stool and saddles and that's a 12 song album and it's great. And you're like, wow, this guy's really good. Like I remember first time I ever heard it, I didn't even, I didn't even discover your music, right? Like, like my buddy was like, "Hey, this Alex Key guy is really good." I was listening to his album. I don't know who he was, who he is, and I was like, "Cool, let's listen to it." I loved it, right? Because it's got that old school sound. And then you listen to to uh, Neon Signs and Stained Glass, and it just seems like a a more mature version of yourself, which is exactly what you want in your music, right? So, Absolutely. Um, like, how do you approach that? And and uh, you know, like, how do you how do you one up yourself every time? Because um, like you had some singles out before that too, as well. So um that ended up being on the album so so how, how do you approach that and like kind of hone in on your sound and and you know approach a full album you know i i don't know i've just i recorded the first set of songs my, my first ever nashville session in uh 2019 so and i think it was like six songs and we had the um we had the plan to put those out somewhere around the end of 19 and then we just got delayed mm -hmm. we just got delayed so it was like the early 2020 air area and <laughs> then COVID hit and we were like okay let's let's not put out music right now it's like that's not the best time you know we don't know what's gonna happen like are we gonna be able to you know get out and play shows and stuff so we didn't know so we just we postponed it 
And in the midst of 2020, um, you know, I, I got on TikTok, you know, I started, I, I didn't really have, like, I didn't have any fans to speak of, you know, it's just people who knew I was locally and stuff yeah. like that. But so I hop on TikTok, like everybody did during COVID, uh, started gaining some fans. They were just posting some different things, you know, and, and uh, that's when really I started to gain a fan base. And during that time down, like I really, I'd always wanted to do classic country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there were certain songs, like I said, that were recorded in 19 and they were like, for instance, then came you, um, you know, time machine. I think there was, or I, I can't even remember. Um, there was, there, there were some great songs that were recorded then. Um, but they weren't as classic as like my heart really desired to do. I just didn't know when I was recording those, like what the demand for classic country was. So during the COVID, you know, downtime, I went through this process of like, I don't really care if it's what will go on every radio station across America. I want to do what I want to do. And, um, you know, so I, I sat down and I was like, I want to do, you know, this classic country. It's what I was raised on. That's what I love doing. So started, you know, you know, doing more of that. And, you know, I was seeing how much people loved it and stuff. And so yeah. I think that's where, you know, because then the next set of songs that I recorded involve songs like The Fool That I Am, mm-hmm. uh, The Cowboy Stayed, Sleep Talking, you know, songs like that. And I think that was a lot of my growth was I was settling into where I was always supposed to be in the first place. Sure but I wasn't just going to scrap those first songs, you know, like they were already recorded. They're already paid for. It's just like, let's, let's put them on the album, you know, and give, give people some, some variety. Sure. And, um, and, you know, then with neon signs and stained glass, you know, like I said, I was so I even more settled in, you know, that was a year later. Um, and I, I think, I, I think when you don't have to force growth, you don't have to worry about not one upping yourself. I think, I think if you just, you know, let the music flow, you know, you're always going to to do better than you did before. Mm-hmm. And I always want to, like, I don't ever want people to be like, oh man, this, you know, <laughs> the last album was great. This album's just kind of whatever. Sure. And I feel like this next one, man, like personally speaking, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think this next album that we're working on right now is going to blow neon signs, uh, stained glass out of the water. And that's fantastic. Right. Like that's what you want. And that, what I really liked here is that, is that you said, you know, like if, if you're not, if you're not, uh, worried and forcing the growth, like it just kind of happens, right? Like, like you just like in anything, like in life, right? You, you mature in life by things that you learn and by the things that you go through every single day, no matter what it is, good, the bad, the ugly, the lessons, the failures, whatever it might be. Right. Absolutely. Um, you always, and I say that as a guy who doesn't believe you can actually fail. I just think that everything's a learning lesson, but, but what, what I'm saying is, is that you always, you always grow. Um, so if you just allow yourself to gradually mature and keep working at what you love, like you'll always make that next step. It doesn't matter how long it takes, right? Like it could take a year, take five years. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It it could take a week. Like, like it it does not matter how long it takes. Eventually you're going to become better than you were previously, which is what I really think is, is awesome. And, and, you know, I, I, I like that you, that you, um, kind of had to feel it out, right? Like you had to put out a couple of songs that like you may not have been that crazy about, not that they were bad songs, but it just may yeah. not be who Alex key is today. Right. Like Absolutely. 2023 Alex key, which I think is really cool. Is like, yeah. like we see so many artists, right. That like have to really 
put out some stuff that like not everyone's a fan of. You have a lot pe- a lot of people that like that stuff, but not everyone loves it because it's not like who they are yet and who they'll become eventually. Um, Absolutely. I that I think that's incredible. Now, when when you go ahead and and kind of finally decide the way you want to go, and, and I ask, there's there's a reason why I ask this because uh, I had someone tell me recently that that you don't have to uh, force what you love and who you are. Um, this person in particular said, if one person likes fiddle in their country songs, there's going to be more. There's not just one, like, it's just not how it works. There's not just one person. Right. So when you're, when you're finding who you really are and what you really want to put out and how you really want to, uh, you know, market and push Alex key, right? Like, yeah. is there anyone that sticks out to you in terms of, in terms of artists in today's day and age that you saw that you said, okay, well they're doing this and I know I could do it pretty damn well too. So, um, you know, like, Maybe I was nervous about pushing this sound before, but I see this person succeeding. So I'm going to go ahead and give it my shot too. You know, at the time, um, there there was really when I, when I kind of made that that ultimate decision, there really wasn't anybody filling the '90s sound void that I can think of. Like, I mean, Cody Johnson, I think, has always kind of verged that, but he's yeah. still got that like he, modern he's day got Texas that, sound. He's got the modern day red dirt sound going on, which I absolutely love. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, so do people like Tristan Marez and, and stuff like that. You know, they've got, they've got that sound, but there was really nobody just straight up like honky tonking, you know, doing the, the, the George Strait, Alan Jackson stuff. And, you know, that's what I've always loved. And so it was really, for me, it was kind of like, I know there's a market for the classic country because I see people, I see the comments people are leaving you know, on this other music and they're like, we want fiddle, we want steel. And, and, you know, Cody Johnson, of course, has always used those. And I, I kind of use that. And I was like, man, you know, let's just, let's do like the fool that I am. Let's do sleep talking. Let's push those. Let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. See if people, the first time, you know, when we did the fool that I am, I was like, you put it out there and you're like, okay, it's done. Like I had one video with it get almost 300,000 likes and one got like 400,000 likes. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is either a fluke and it's never going to work again. You know, people are, are just, this is like a, what would you call that? Just kind of, you know. Like a just, one hit wonder moment. Yeah, just like a one hit wonder moment. Like they're going to, you know, they, they're going to listen to this and be like, oh, that's cool. This is retro. And then go back to listening to Morgan Wallen the next day. You know, <laughs> like, like you don't know, you know. And it's, so yeah. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but this is really cool. I'm glad people are liking this song, if nothing else. Yeah, And so then we were, we were like, okay, let's put out Sleep Talking as a single. And the same thing happened. You know, I had one video with 400,000 likes, one with two, 300,000. And it was like, man, okay, there's something to this. And these are young kids. You know, these are like, you know, you know, TikTok. It's like, you know, 18 to, to 30, you know. And so that was the, the crazy thing to me. And I knew right then that I was like, okay, this is the path that, you know, God put me on. I'm like, okay, let's, let's just keep rolling where my heart wanted to be and I think you know back to what we were talking about I think once you do mature into where you're supposed to be I think that's when really things start rolling I mean and you you start seeing that growth um and kind of a a reformation of or affirmation of where where you need to be and then you know I had never really I never really posted like reels and stuff on Facebook you know, I'd always been like, okay, like TikTok, like the videos I make, like when the dude pull, pulls up to a studio and stuff, I was like, you know, Facebook's not going to get that. Like they're on up, you know, they're a little bit older, 
you know, they're, they're probably gonna think that's stupid. Like I'm just not going to post it. And, um, but you know, my, 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 my type of country also lends itself well to the generation that grew up with it. So we were sitting at, at dinner one night and I asked my mom, you know, who's also my manager. I was like, you think I should post one of these, you know, when a dude pulls up studio videos on there, just see what happens. And she's like, yeah, you know, post it, whatever. And, uh, so I, put, I had 6,000 followers. I posted it and it's up to like 2.3 million views. Uh, it, you know, 150,000 likes. And I posted another one, got 60,000 likes, posted another one's up to 70,000. And it's like, all of a sudden I've got almost a hundred thousand followers on Facebook full of probably, I would say, you know, 30 to 60 year old. So it's, it's like, I'm seeing this, this age gap from 18 to 60 years old consuming and loving the music um it broadens your entire fan base at this point because now you have 18 year olds and 60 year olds and it's like this big mosh posh of people that love all different types and styles and artists and absolutely it's so much bigger now because of that yes it's amazing and you know i'm and that's what's got me so pumped about doing this next album because it's like okay you know when we put out neon signs and stained glass i had probably less than half the followers I do now, half yeah. the people ready to consume that music. And so now I've got this even this even bigger fan base who's ready to consume more of it. Right. And uh, it's just got me excited. And, and I think that's what's, you know, like, like you asked, you know, is there anybody at the time doing it? And, and there really wasn't. So it was kind of like, we throw it out there, we see what happens. And this, this, this affirmation uh, that we're seeing makes me want to go even further it yeah. makes me want you know let's crank up the fiddle a little bit more you know crank up the pedal still a little bit more and let's you know let's just hammer down and and you know go full blown honky tonk with it and uh you know I'm, i think people are really i think people are really gonna love it i know i do like i said it's what i love doing it's what i always wanted to do i didn't really care if it you know sold a million records or i just i, th I think and, and i think that's why it's doing well because I'm not worried about if it sells or not. Like I'm just doing what I love. And I think when you reach that point of like, just do what you care about, you're going to find, like you said, you're going to find the people that, that, that love it as well. You know, I, I think that that's totally important. And I, and I, I do, I do believe that, um, you know, like if, if you're not worried about who you want to be as an artist, like it goes so much farther. I mean, yeah. It just goes to show you, like, like we were talking about sleep talking and, and the fool that I am. Like both of those songs, the fool that I am has over two million streams on Spotify alone, and sleep talking well over a million, uh, just on Spotify alone. And 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 you know, like all of these other songs are in hundreds of thousands of streams. And it just goes to show you that people really love the music and, and people really resonate with it, whether whether we see that in the masses or not. Uh, you know, in the in the country music public eye, but. People really love it, and that so that 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 goes a long way. And I think that it's just you know it's, that it's really amazing. It's really telling of of the timeless uh, sound of the genre, and I think that it's really important for the longevity of the genre. I know we've talked about that before, but um, I, I think that that's incredible. Now, now um, you hinted at a new project and 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 that kind of stuff. Uh, for anyone who's listening, uh, you know what's next for you and 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 for anyone that's listening that we'll make this a two-parter what's next and for anyone that's listening that that now has just heard your story for the first time yep. uh, you know like what do you want them to take away when they listen to your music like who is alex key to the listener yep. and the country music lover yeah 
as far as what's next, um, <clears throat> it's what I tell people all the time, you know, see me out in town, like, what are y'all doing? You know, are y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all on the road a lot? And, you know, what, what, what are your next plans and stuff? And it's like, it's always, it, it's just, it's just a job. It's yeah. always more of the same. It's like, we're working on the next music video, the next album, booking shows, you know, it's, it's always more of the same. You hope for, you hope the shows get bigger. You know, you hope to have a little bit more operating capital with the next album to, to add a few more instruments, different things like that. You know, you always hope to grow. You know, I think it's like I said, just being a business, every business you want to grow. And so that's that's what's next is just, you know, getting this next album done, uh, continuing to build the fan base, because that's what's exciting about it is there's no with a lot of jobs and businesses and stuff. There's a glass ceiling. Like if you reach CEO, you reach president like that's like that's it. You can't go any higher. I mean, like you've, and that's fantastic. That's great. But the fun thing to me about music is like, there's no glass ceiling. Like just because, like if you have a number one hit, you can have two number one hits. Ask George Strait with his 60 album, you know? And <laughs> so it's, it's like, okay, people ask George Strait what he was going to do after his 60th. He's like, well, I guess I'll do my 61st, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like like here, here comes 60 more, I guess. All right. I mean, yeah, I, you know, here, here comes the next. If he lives to be a hundred, he'll put out, you know, 30 more, whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So it's, and, and that's, that's the fun thing to me and what keeps it exciting is, you know, if you put out a song and, and it doesn't do as well, it's like, whatever, you know, let's just move on to the next. So, so that's, you know, in a nutshell, what's next, you know, we've got a lot of exciting songs that I, I believe will do well, um, video ideas and stuff like that, that I think are going to market really well and people are really going to enjoy and um, definitely uh throwback aesthetics you know things like that and um just some just some really exciting things that i know we're all uh very pumped for and uh i think the the fan base will as well and as far as people you know who are you know just learning about you know what i do um you know it's <clears throat> it's just straight up country man you know and and I, I say 90s country all the time and you know because that is i think in any any business you have to have a, a sales pitch yep. and, you know, you have to make people stop and, and say, why, why should I care about what you're offering? And I think when you say 90s country, it's not even so much about it sounding like it's from the 90s or the 80s or whatever. It's about the fact that when you think 90s country, you know, it's got pedal steel, right. you know, it's got fiddle, you know, it's, you know, the truth, it's three chords and the truth basically. And, you know, and that's, and, and I think that right there, without going into a description of saying I play country, but not the kind of country here on the radio. It's more the, you know, instead of doing that, you can just say like, it's not his country, man. You know, it's, it's, it's country after it's 60s, 70s, you know, an eighties time period where, you know, some of it was a little sad. Some of it was a little slower, you know, and, and before the two thousands, when it started going a little more pop, you know, it, that's what it is. It's not his country. And so, so that's, that's who I am. That's what I do. It's what I love doing. It's like we talked about earlier. Mama raised me on George Strait and Alan Jackson, you know, people like that. It's it's in my blood. You know, it's it's just it's what I love and uh it's it's what I feel is my authentic self. Right. And you know, I'm just I'm just trying to be as as authentic and transparent in my music as I can be. I write all my own stuff. You know, I don't I don't sit down and write something I've never been able to do is sit down in a writer's room with like five people and write a song. Yeah. I, I tried it one oh, time. I tried it one time and they're like, well, what do you want to write about? I was like, I don't know. You know what, what do y'all want to write about? Like, I can't <laughs> do it. I can't do it. You know, I sit down at night after working outside all day and I'm, 
like, okay, I'm going to write something, you know, since we talked, you know, the first time um, I've written like four or five more songs and that's you know, like, Oh, like two weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just comes to me that way. So I can, there's certain things I can't do. I can't, I can't be that, you know, that Nashville sit down in a room and corporate, right. Like I have to, I just have to be me, man. And, yeah. and I think that's, I think that's showing through my music and for the new people that are discovering me. Um, I just want them to know that I'm, I'm doing this for, for the authentic country lover, you know, it's, it's, it's for them and uh, to give them, you know, a place to go to hear. I know we can all go listen to George or Alan, you know, and that's fine. That's great. But it's, I want to give them a new, you know, someone new to, to look to and, and to use as a source of excitement for country coming back and hopefully a pioneer in that, you know, that effort. I agree. I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's all about being yourself, who you are, who you want to be and, and who you strive to be and, and, and keep pushing yourself, keep working hard. And, and I think that, that you're right. Like, you know, everyone can go listen to George and Alan and, and, yeah. and you know, all those guys. And, and that's fantastic. Like we all love them. Right. But, it, but oh, yeah. it is, there is something to be said about, Hey, this new, this new guy, Alex key, man, he, he's pretty damn cool. And he's playing stuff that you don't hear all the time. So I think that you're right. Like, you know, Keep doing what you're doing, man. You're, you're fantastic. You're absolutely Thanks. incredible. You're a great human being as it is. Like, like people don't know this, but this is the second time we're sitting down here and doing this. And, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a blast. It's, it's a lot of fun. I think you're a great guy and you're, you're going to succeed, uh, you know, for years to come. So thanks for coming to hang out with me. Thanks for coming to talk about the music. And uh, let's thank you for having me. Of course. Anytime you let me know, you come on back, make it happen. Right. I mean, why not? You could talk about country music for hours, right? Like, Dude. An hour, an hour is not long enough. It's an hour is not long enough. You give me a phone call. We could talk in the car for like 10 hours. It'll be all right. It'll be good. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. I'm telling you. I, I Listen, my favorite thing to do is shoot the shit about music for hours. Oh. So you want to give me a call? Wait, we'll do it. We'll do it. It'll Absolutely. Everybody go follow Alex on Instagram uh, at Alex underscore key underscore music. Um, go stay up to date with music and show announcements and, and all that good stuff. And uh, make sure you go stream his music wherever you listen to music. Um, Neon Signs and Stained Glass. Uh, that's the record that's out right now. Um, Barstools and Saddles. Also fantastic. Go listen to it all. And, uh, you know, stay tuned because there's more music on the way. And um, it's fantastic. And if you love that, that, that classic 90s country sound, um, that fun sound, this is your guy. Uh, Alex is the man. I think you'll agree with me. Everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode, and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, wherever you listen to pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, it's there. Go share it with your friends and, and do good, all the good things week in and week out. Well, I'm Kyle. That's Alex. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now.